When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Farm Talk with John O'Connor with Dairy Gold Heifer Rearer Cube, a trusted partner to help your replacement heifers reach their target weights and meet their full potential. Hello and welcome to this week's Farm Talk. I'm Barry O'Mahony. On the programme, we continue our weekly look at the world of agriculture and food. Meat plants were back in the headlines this week amid doll debates on the increase in the spread of COVID-19. It was a good news week for farmers with €185 million Euro in ANC payments to hit their accounts. The IFA has been making its pitch to government ahead of next month's budget. Otagask Advisory this week looks at some timely reminders about deadlines for a number of schemes which are looming. It's Virtual Sheep Week from Monday to Friday. We find out what's an offer for sheep farmers. And there are good news stories with a number of successes for Cork in national competitions. As always, Farm Talk's John O'Connor looks at other stories making the agri-news. Farm Talk on C103. There was confirmation this week the HSC has resumed serial COVID-19 testing of all staff in meat processing plants. Ziptus says there have been 1,500 cases among workers and 31 separate outbreaks in these settings. The mass testing regime was suspended last week amid controversy due to an increase in suspected cases in the community. The Agriculture Minister, Charlie McConnellogue, said the test programme resumed last Monday. In the Dáil during the week, Sinn Féin's Pierce Doherty revealed a meat plant understood to be in Cork had 226 positive cases in July, but never closed down. There was also a case this week in Waterford, with at least 28 workers in a cluster and more tests pending. Pierce Doherty accused Thonishta Leo Varadkar of still not having proper oversight of outbreaks in settings like the meat plants. Time and time again, I believe and the people believe that there is some grip that the meat barons obviously have on Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil in relation to your response on this issue. Deputy, you can spin out as many conspiracy theories as you like. Uh, The message is very clear. Uh, If the public health officials or the health and safety authority um, recommend or order a business to close, well then it should close. Earlier this week, the Minister Charlie McConnellogue engaged with Sinn Féin spokesman and agriculture Matt Carthy in the Dáil on the situation with the testing in the meat plants. You indicated that the serial testing was continued, but it then transpired that the HSE had actually made a decision the day before that that testing would cease. I wonder if you could let the Dáil know when you were informed that the serial testing had been suspended and also if you could indicate um, how many exactly factories will see serial testing being rolled out on this given week, considering the concerns that have been raised and considering that the government um, themselves acknowledge 
acknowledge that the serial testing had a role to play in terms of tackling the COVID pandemic because, as you know, Minister, there's a huge amount of distrust within the communities for the information that comes directly from the meat factories. Yet when it comes to the cases and instances of COVID-19, we're depending entirely on the meat factories themselves or on some media sources to get any information. It has been very slow. And in fact, um, in this chamber, when you were on this side of the chamber, you would have heard a Minister for Enterprise and a Minister for Agriculture indicating that they couldn't even divulge the number of HSA tests that were being um, done as a, because of confidentiality rules, even though that information was released the following day. So you'll understand why there's confusion and concern, and I hope you'll be the Minister um, to put an end to that. As Minister, uh, Deputy Carty, uh, I take my responsibility very seriously, as the Department do, in relation to working with the HSE and with other agencies in terms of ensuring that the best practices are in place um, at meat factories and also that the testing takes place as quickly as possible in terms of the serial testing. One of the first actions I took after being appointed as Minister for Agriculture was to seek an immediate meeting with the Meat Industry Ireland in relation to ensuring that that, that coordination between the HSE, the department and the meat industry was, going at, uh, w w was clear and that there was a clear timeline in relation to testing taking place, something I've kept abreast of every single single day since then. Um, I did an interview on Claire Byrne's show uh, last Wednesday morning and gave the most up-to-date uh, information I had at that point in time. The department had been informed the night before by the HSE that uh, testing had been temporarily postponed. I hadn't had a chance to be briefed that morning yet before the radio interview as to the fact that, that the HSE had taken that decision, um, but uh, have been kept abreast every single day in terms of how that's progressing, and I'm doing everything within uh, my department to work with them to ensure that that continues. That is continuing. The objective is to ensure uh, resources allowing that that serial testing continues, that the first, the first series is, is finalised and also that it continues to roll on on a two-weekly basis after that. In other political reaction, the Labour spokesman on agriculture, Sean Sherlock, said no Sunday roast is worth people paying with their lives. He called for a near-permanent presence by the HSE in the meat plants, similar to the Department of Agriculture. Deputy Sherlock said that a lack of sick pay provisions is still forcing people to continue working and this must be addressed. Cork Senator Tim Lombard, who was elected on the Agriculture Panel to the Upper House, said it's completely unacceptable for the meat industry and health authorities to allow such major clusters in meat plants without informing the local communities. HSE told the Irish Examiner it doesn't comment on individual cases or outbreaks to protect the confidentiality of those involved. And it's now just emerged that a new safety protocol has been agreed to try to stop the growing number of COVID-19 cases in the meat processing plants. SIP2 and Meat Industry Ireland both signed up to the National Charter. It will include maintaining serial testing of staff, ongoing screening, temperature testing and strict hygiene controls. SIP2 reiterated again that more than 1,500 staff in these factories have tested positive for COVID-19. IFA has welcomed the announcement by the Minister for Agriculture, Charlie McConnellogue, that €185 million Euro of ANC payments, areas of natural constraint, is now underway. John O'Connor has this report for Farm Talk. Approximately 86,000 Irish farmers who make a livelihood in areas of natural constraint, ANCs, formerly known as the disadvantaged areas, are due to receive cash payments to the value of €185 million Euro in coming days. This advance payment represents 85% of the ANC entitlement. 
15% balancing payments are due to commence in early December. In total, an estimated 100,000 Irish farmers benefit from ANC payments. In a statement to coincide with the advance payment, the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine points out that, as in previous years, not all ANC applications are currently cleared for payment. In particular, the Department point out many farmers have yet to satisfy the annual average stocking rate of 0.15 livestock units per forage hectare for the calendar year. However, farmers have until 31st of December 2020 to do so. Farmers should submit any outstanding stocking evidence in support of their application to the Department's Portlaoise office as soon as possible to facilitate the early release of payments. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Minister McConnell Oak says the payments are a timely and significant financial boost for farmers and the wider rural community and that the Department will continue to process as a matter of urgency all remaining cases for payment as they meet scheme criteria. The Department's recently written to all farmers outlining the timetable for payments on the various schemes over the coming months and the focus remains on delivering these payments on schedule. The ban on the below-cost sale of beef bill passed the first stage in the Dáil this week. In two leader, Padder Tobin guided the bill through the first stage, saying many farmers are fighting for their family livelihoods and ability to survive. He said it's clear the beef industry as currently constituted is unsuitable. Beef farmers are selling produce at below-cost prices, while a collection of processors and supermarket multiples make astounding profits on the same product. Ian Two's bill proposes to ban the below-cost selling of beef, ensuring farmers make at least a break-even price for their produce. Farm Talk on C103. IFA held an online meeting with a number of senior government ministers this week to discuss the association's pre-budget submission. Allowing for challenges facing the exchequer arising from COVID-19, IFA said the shadow of Brexit is creating massive uncertainty for farmers. The delegation emphasised all tax reliefs for agriculture must remain in place and that farmers need certainty around vital farm schemes. IFA also had the opportunity to raise the importance of an adequate budget to fund the proposed three-year cap on the Fair Deal scheme, amongst other issues in the pre-budget submission. John O'Connor has this report for Farm Talk. The Minister for Finance, Pascal Donoghue, the Minister for Public Expenditure, Michael McGrath, and Minister of State of the Department of Finance, Patrick O'Donovan, took part in an online pre-budget meeting with the IFA. On the IFA side, the team was led by President Tim Cullinan. Also taking part, Chair of the Farm Business Committee, Ms Rosemary McDonough, and Chairman of the Rural Development Committee, Mr Michael Biggins. Mr Cullinan, IFA President, told the Ministers that while the IFA fully understood the challenges facing the Exchequer at this time, arising from the COVID-19 situation, the shadow of Brexit, he said, was creating massive uncertainty for farmers. Government support for the sector was never more important. With a €5 billion contingency fund set aside at EU level, our government here will have to step up to the plate, also, Mr Cullinan urged. He believed we were facing at least a one-year cap transition and the funding for farm schemes would have to be maintained in that period. The chair of the Farm Business Committee, Ms Rosemary McDonough, told the ministerial group that renewal of consolidation and consanguinity stamp duty reliefs were crucial to encourage generational renewal. Both of these need to be renewed this year and we need, she said, the PAYE self-employed allowance equalised fully. 
all tax reliefs for agriculture must remain in place, the Farm Business Chair emphasised. IFA Rural Development Committee Chairman Mr Michael Biggins said farmers need certainty regarding farm schemes. He pointed out that a lot of these schemes have an environmental component and are critical supports for farm incomes. Mr Biggins said we need a clear commitment from government that these schemes will be maintained during the CAP transition phase, whether that lasts for one or two years. The Fair Deal Nursing Home Scheme three-year cap was amongst the other important issues raised at this IFA-organised online meeting with the ministers. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. ICSA says the Department of Agriculture has lost the trust of farmers over TB risk statements. It said it's disappointed with the initial response from Minister McConnellogue in relation to the issuing of TB herd history risk statements. ICSA's Animal Health and Welfare Chair Hugh Farrell says the TB Forum must help chart a future direction that will be sensitive to farmers' needs while being effective in terms of TB eradication. It says no programme should be about unnecessarily punishing farmers trying to make a living, which is what is happening as a result of the letters. IFA called on the Minister to take control of the TB situation and to convene discussions as a matter of urgency. It says the TB Forum process has failed and it's time to get back to basics and deal with the real drivers of TB. President of the ICMSA, Pat McCormick, said he hopes the new EU Commissioner, Mairead McGuinness, might be able to give some attention to extravagant rates of interest that the Irish pillar banks routinely charged on farm-related finance and loans. Irish farmers are often charged 3% more for money than their mainland EU counterparts, despite their loans being fully secured and the agri-sector's historically low incidence of bad debt. Pat McCormick said given the Commissioner's strong reputation on agriculture issues, she would put a strong case to support the family farm model at the Commission table. Tagusk is hosting a virtual Sheep Week from Monday to Friday next. It will provide all the latest research and advice available to sheep producers all over the country. There will be daily updates showcasing the ongoing research and advisory work and each evening between 7 and 8 o'clock, a live webinar focusing on the topic of the day. Full details of what's happening each day available on chagask.ie. But to tell us more, we're joined on Farm Talk by Michael Gottstein of Chagask. We were planning to have a, a sheep open day here in, in Athenry. And, um, you know, COVID obviously put a pay to that, as it did with, with all the other events around the country. Um, both agricultural and non-agricultural, so I suppose um, we're we're in the situation now where where we've gone virtual with it. So it's it, it's a, a, an online open day as such. And normally in these type of open day events, we would have kind of maybe four or five different villages. Um, our themed areas where we'd be covering a particular type of topic. So we've replicated that now in a virtual open day type scenario. So we'll say on Monday, we're covering grassland management. On Tuesday, we're covering breeding. On Wednesday, we're covering hill sheep. And on Thursday, we're covering flock health. And on Friday, then we're doing um, policy and environment. So really, the way this is going to run is that during the day, um, we will be streaming out little video clips and articles and bits and pieces over the Chagas social media site and the Chagas website that's www.chagas.ie and and basically people can log on um, 
periodically or if they're if, if they have that coming up naturally on their their facebook account they'll see those little uh posts coming in there and they can keep up to date with kind of what's happening and those those um uh, items that are going to be streamed during the day are going to be on the daily topic then at seven o'clock at seven p.m every evening we're going to have a live webinar for one hour that's starting at seven o'clock every evening um for the five days monday through to friday and again people can watch that live um on either facebook youtube or through the chagas it'll be streamed live on the chagas website again that's www.chagas.ie and that'll give people um a lot more info it's so it's a panel type discussion uh, with a number of experts on the topic so again on monday it's grassland management on Tuesday, it's going to be breeding and genetics. On Wednesday, it's going to be hill sheep. And on Thursday, it's going to be flock health. And Friday is policy and environment. And, and the, I suppose the way people can interact with this is that through the, the, the medium that they're on, so if they're on YouTube or if they're on Facebook watching this, they can actually ask a question. Um, so they, they type in their question. We will have moderators there that will pull out those questions and if there's an awful lot of questions, we'll pull them into categories and we'll ask a question from each category. If there's only a very small number of questions, we'll ask each individual question. So there, there won't necessarily be a guarantee that everybody gets their, their question asked, particularly if there's an awful lot of questions. But there'll be a question in the kind of line of the topic of the question that you, you've, you've looked for clarification on, um, asked to the person on the panel, whoever the, the speaker is that you, you wish to put the question to. So that's the beauty about the live uh, aspect. If people log on at 7 p.m., they can, they can ask their question. For people who can't log on at 7 p.m. because there's something else on or they miss it or forget about it or they're somewhere where they don't have great internet connection, we will be recording it and saving it on the Chagos website so people can catch up with it at a later stage and watch back um, the, the different webinars. The only downside to that, obviously, is that they can't ask the question live because at that stage the webinar has happened and is all over. Okay, so I'm, I suppose in a nutshell, it's on next Monday, the 21st of September, um, starting with grassland management on Monday, Tuesday, the 22nd, breeding and genetics. Uh, Wednesday is hill sheep, um, all about hill sheep and store lambs. Uh, Thursday's flock health in particular we'll be dealing with there is iceberg diseases, um, which are these difficult to diagnose diseases, um, antelmintic resistance, so resistance to warmers, and also mineral nutrition. And then on Friday we have the Minister Pippa Hackett on the panel with us and we're, we're talking about the environment and policy. Michael Gottstein of Tagusk and the virtual Sheep Week, Monday to Friday next. All of the information you'll need on tagusk.ie. ICSA has held discussions with leading figures in the Irish wool industry with the aim of charting the way forward for the wool sector with specific focus on increasing the potential of the industry and increasing the return to sheep farmers for their wool. Stakeholders across the wool sector were joined by primary producers, merchants and those in the textile industry. All agreed the status of the wool must be elevated and viewed as a unique and a valued natural resource. Farm Talk on C103. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. 
tap the banner to go to monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We continue this week's Farm Talk with our weekly Tagusk advisory. Anthony Deneen is Dry Stock Advisor McCroom. And we're looking at some important deadlines that are looming for farmers. I suppose, look, there are for beef farmers, there are a few different schemes ongoing at the moment. And look, it might make it a little bit confusing. So look, I'll, I'll go through the different schemes and try and remind people of what's needed over, over the next couple of weeks and months. Like, you know, I suppose, firstly, look, the beef finisher scheme... That was for the cattle that were, caught, that were killed or slaughtered this spring from February 1st to June 12th. And look, that scheme um, closed up or finished up on the 9th of September. Um, and this money is hopefully going to be paid out um, before Christmas, not no, no, November. Um, so the next scheme there, like, you know, look, there's a lot of talk, it's just the, the BEAM scheme or the Beef Exceptional Aid Measure. And look, this was for cattle that were killed um, from the autumn of, 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 of 19. Uh, or was applied for not in nineteen? So it was for price drops, you know, for the the, the, the price drop that happened um, from September eighteen up to May nineteen. And one of the main requirements for this beam scheme is the farmers need to reduce their organic cattle nitrogen by five percent um, from the period of the first of July twenty up to June twenty one, compared to what they had in the reference period from July eighteen to June nineteen. Um, and look, what Barry, what that means basically is that there have to be a cut. I saw the stocking rate, um, and look, if, they, if farmers fail to comply with this requirement, there'll be a clawback of, of monies that was paid out for this scheme. Look, I, I, I'd uh, advise farmers not to talk to their advisors, um, plan ahead for the stock numbers that they'll have for, 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 for these 12 months. Um, we're now in September, so look, we can change the stock figures that, 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 that were there for July and August, but we can plan ahead for the next 10 months. And up by farmers planning and adjusting their numbers, everyone can ensure to, that they make this requirement and reduce by the current amount. Um, look, farmers have options. Look, we we can sell cattle earlier, we can buy cattle later, we can buy younger cattle, or we can keep less cattle for the winter. So there are options. So you look, you you, you advise farmers look to plan ahead, um, talk to their advisor sooner rather than later, um, so to avoid paying back um, any, any of this money. Now, the beef scheme was new in 2020. So what did that entail for farmers, Anthony? And there are uh, important deadlines, I'm sure, in relation to that, which are coming up. Yes, yeah. Look, the beef, or the beef, this year to the beef S scheme, as I said, follow on from last year's beef scheme. And look, I suppose, um, there are a few different actions in, in there and, and a few important deadlines. So the first one, they're looking, weighing of, of, the, of the cow, the soccer cow and calf, um, before the 1st of November, and this, this action um, was compulsory in, in the beef scheme. Um, they must be weighed before they're weaned, so that's important. 
and they must use the registered scales, either their own scales or rented scales, um, and they must submit these weights to ICBF before before the seventh before the seven, within seven days of, of doing the weighing. This way, this this weighing has been for the first of November. So look, that's not that far away. Um, in the next five or six weeks, so make sure that's done and make sure they're weighed before this before the, the, they're weaned. Um, the second action, which is or it was was optional. Um, so if people picked it, they need to do the second action. And the options inside there were your meal, meal feeding, um, ration fee, or, or, or vaccinations. Um, the meal feeding was to be done four weeks, or to be fed to the calves for four weeks before they're weaned, and for two weeks after weaning, or the vaccination of the calves for PI3, RSV, IBR for pneumonias, um, and consult your vet if, the, if that's the action you picked for that second action. So consult your vet there. Um, the third one, which was which was optional as well, but if, if you were picked, you, you need to do it. And the, that was the fecal egg sampling, uh, or the dung sampling, um, for, for cows, for fluke. Um, this also needs to be done before the 1st of November. So look, that's, that's, that, that's fairly soon as well, like, you know. So those deadlines are coming up over the next five or six weeks. The fecal egg sampling for the cows um, and the weighing of the cows and calves before the 1st of November. And in relation to the BDGP scheme, are there any special dates or deadlines that people need to be aware of now? Yeah, they are. Like, you know, so look, the BDGP, we're in the sixth of the, the final year of BDGP1, okay? Um, and the most, most difficult as our target to make for that scheme was to have 50% of um, your, your cows or heifers to be four or five star before the 31st of October. So that's coming up very soon. And look, the Big penalty there. The, if, if you fail to achieve that, there's 140 percent of the penalty. So that's that's that, that, that's quite sizable. ICBF have written out to farmers and uh, on their own situation. But if you're if you're not sure, um, either consult, go online on the ICBF website. You can check your own check your own details there, or come back to ourselves, come back to Shabbos, and and we can go through it with you. Um, if you're not meeting your your, your targets, you, you still have options. You you still have six weeks to go. Um, you can buy. Buy, buy heifers, you can buy buy females either privately or, or through maps. And look, I said they are special sales happening at the moment um, for BDGP four, four or five star heifers um, to consult with your map there. Um, that deadline, 31st October, is coming up soon. So um, make, make, make sure that you, you know your own situation. If you are short, um, you, you can rectify it. And just one other deadline there with the BDGP is this carbon navigator update. Um, Carbon Navigator, that, up, that update has to be done before the end of September, which is over the next 10 days. Um, so um, you can either send that way the form in, in a written form, there was a free post envelope provided there, so send that back to ICBF, or you can do it online and look if you have any difficulty, come back to your, your own advisor there. Okay, so away from all the paperwork then, Anthony, just a few issues around the farm. The grass yep. situation, what's that like at the moment? No, grass, um, I suppose look, we're, we're, we're after a very wet spell in, 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 in the summertime there in July and especially August. I saw September has brought about a good deal of dry and settled weather, which is, has been very, very welcome. Um, grazing conditions have, have, have been an awful lot better on farms, and I saw dry matter is consistent around 16%. Um, cattle, as a result of the good weather and, and good conditions, are a lot more content, and it's making it a lot more possible to achieve good clean-outs of, of paddocks. And, and avoids wasting grass because you're able to eat it all. Um, I suppose in this dry spell, you just maybe it's a great chance to to, to, to graze off the most challenging or the, or the wetter type fields or paddocks on your own farm, um, and, and get them grazed out while, while the weather is with us, while the dry weather is with us. Um, I suppose also look beware 
the September 14th deadline for for spreading chemical nitrogen and phosphorus is, is, has passed, but 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 just note that for chemical K for potash there is no there is no deadline there, so it might be a good time to to spread this K to spread that potash on your own farm. So have a look at your soil samples um, and 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 see where 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 the farm is low, and if if low, maybe now is a good time to get it out. And in relation to lime, with the good weather that we have at present, again, is it a good time to apply? It's a great time. Look, the you know, weather has has been very good, and look, I saw soil conditions have improved, and look, as a result, it's it's a great time, an ideal time to spread lime. Um, look, uh, uh, the Benefits of lime is, I way, are, have been gone through, but look, I suppose the chemical nitrogen by 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 for the lime, it, you 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 release um, up to eighty kilograms of nitrogen per hectare. Um, it's like free nitrogen, so um, by getting the pH right, you'll get that release of, of nitrogen, and I suppose also you'll unlock the, the phosphorus and the K, the potash that's that's in the soil, and as a result, you'll get more grass growth on, on your on your own farm. Um, so look, check with your soil results. Um, if, if, if you want to come back to your own chapel supervisor and take advantage and get some lime out this spring, get the pH right um, while, while the good weather is with us. Anthony Deneen, Drystock Advisor, McCroom. Some weeks ago at our Tagusk Advisory, we referred to agricultural catchments programme around the country. The better environment and supporting the production of high-quality food are the twin aims of ACP, funded by the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine, Staff have been working with 300 farmers across six catchments in Ireland for over 10 years. The programme hosts a major conference every four years. The theme of Catchment Science 2019 was achieving quality water in diverse and productive agricultural landscapes under a changing climate. Well, on a recent farm visit, IFA President Tim Cullinan was shown the ACP in action in Timoleague in West Cork. Sean DC explained to Farm Talk how that scheme works. It's called the... the River Catchment Project, Tagus run it um, in conjunction with the um, department and there's a stream running through our farm, at the bottom of our farm and they monitor all what's put onto the land in fertilisers and stuff and they water sample at different points on the river uh, 24-7. Um, a remote station does this and they do spot checks as well. So that's been running for 10 years and there's a lot of um, information there. If anybody wants to check it out, it's all there, it's on computer. Tagus will help people out if they want information on this and this is what we need going forward. I suppose it kind of, I think farmers believe that we we mind land as best we can. I do myself and I believe that, that we do our best we can for the farms and I think it, these are products are showing the farming done properly and in a proper way um, benefit the far- countryside rather than making things worse. Sean DC there, Tim League in West Cork. Next, we discussed the call by the IFA for new vet medicine regulations to maintain competition in supply of products to farmers. It follows publication of a 51 page report of the Task Force on the method of supply of antiparasitic veterinary medicinal products that are intended to food producing species. Farm Talk's John O'Connor is with me to discuss concerns that regulations due to be implemented in 2022 might hinder competition in the sale of animal health products through co-ops and various retail stores. So, John, what's the background to this concern and who has been to the fore in raising the issue? 
Well, the background, uh, Barry, the IFA Animal Health Chairman, Mr Farrell, contends that the new 2022 EU veterinary medicine regulations have the potential to severely impact on competition in the supply of antiparasite remedies, also known as antalmentics, after 2022. From January 2022, legislation which had been brought in as far back as the year 2004 to make antiparasite, antimentics, animal medicines and all veterinary medicine products intended for use in food-producing animals subject to veterinary prescription control is finally set to be implemented. All such medicines to be known to be categorised as POMs, prescription-only medicines, So effectively, in 2004, European legislation established a new requirement that all veterinary medicinal products that were intended for use on food-producing animals should be subject to veterinary control. Why the long delay from 2004 to the new deadline of 28th of January 2022? Well, since 2004, there have been various nuances, postponements and exceptions to the EU regulation recognised, diluting the vets-only prescription regulation. But the accelerating reality of antimicrobial resistance, AMR, has resulted in the more watertight EU regulation of being drawn up for implementation post-28th of January 2022. Resistance all over the world is developing year on year and AMR, antimicrobial resistance, is now a significant animal and indeed human health problem. For three or more decades, antiparasitic drugs had been more or less freely available over the counter without veterinary prescriptions. EU Regulation 2019-6 proposes to end this practice. I understand the IFA insists suitably qualified persons in licensed merchant stores and veterinary pharmacies around the country should continue to be allowed to dispense anti-parasite drugs to farmers for their livestock health. Currently, this system operates in the Republic as well as in the North and the UK, the IFA point out. Serious lobbying is underway by the farm organisations to water down EU Regulation 2019-6, but the threat of ever-increasing resistance of these pathogenic harmful microbes to the drugs in our armoury will drive demand for full implementation of the EU Regulation 2019-6. So we can expect the IFA and other farm organisations to accentuate their lobbying campaign for derogation from the EU 2019-6 regulation, which will make anti-parasite drugs, POMs, from 22nd of January 2022, as things stand. Yes, indeed, Barry. The IFA and other farm organisations believe they have a very strong case, but AMR is showing no signs of diminishing, and the European Union believes antimentics must be categorised as POMs, prescription-only medicines, from 28th of January 2022 at the very latest. Farm Talk on C103. We continue this week's Farm Talk with news that nominations have opened for Chagas Walsh School's Alum Award 2020. The Alum Award honours a member who's demonstrated excellence in their professional achievements, is a leader in their field, or has made a substantial impact on society. For more information on the award, who's eligible, who can nominate, the selection criteria and judging process, visit the Alume Award webpage. Nominations close at midnight on Wednesday, September 30th. The award winner will be announced as part of Walsh Scholars Next Generation, a public showcase of Chagask's leading postgraduate agri-food research on Thursday, November 5th. Registration is needed for this online event. 
This week, Marie McCarthy from Carrigaline was named the winner of the National Brown Bread Baking Competition run by Aldi in association with the National Ploughing Association and the Irish Country Women's Association. Marie will receive a guaranteed cash prize of €15,000 and her bread will be available in Aldi stores over the coming weeks. The event's been a huge success with entries from all over Ireland. There were over 700 submitted, making it the most successful year to date. There were four finalists and Marie McCarthy came out on top and said she was thrilled to win. She said she spent much of the lockdown perfecting her brown bread and it paid off. Another winner this week was Cove's Louise O'Connor, who runs a not-for-profit Patch na in the harbour town. Louise emerged from thousands of participants across Ireland to win the 2020 Get Ireland Growing Grand Prize worth €5,000 from Energia and GIY. So Get Ireland Growing, they're a great campaign in Ireland to encourage more people to grow their own. Uh, I've actually been following them for a long time myself and they're a massive inspiration to me. Uh, so they ran a lot of competitions this year and there was a final prize to anybody who was involved in either community allotments or encouraging the community to grow their own. Uh, so I decided to enter the competition about four weeks ago <laughs> for my own little community patch, which is called Patch Naposhti. And that's down in Cove, is it? Yeah, Cove, Mighty Mighty Cove, as they call it. <laughs> and tell us a little bit about that, Louise. What's involved there? Yeah, so Patch Naposhti basically started about two years ago. It's a community group for children to encourage them to grow at their own. Um, I've been doing it about two years now. It's mostly on Saturdays, but we have done the odd other event, you know, once a month or every six months where I could meet bigger groups and get involved in planting trees, etc. But the core group is Saturday so far, which I really hope to expand on soon enough. And it basically is teaching children uh, more in the natural environment, how to grow vegetables, plant trees, seed saving, it's a very, and even the basics of how to build an actual vegetable bed, rather than thinking they have to go and buy these things all the time. I've been encouraged them to use, you know, materials that they may have a home, bring them here, and then we would put together pots and beds and different things and come up with different ideas. And how do the kids adapt to this? Oh, they love it. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, but they're in their natural environment. So straight away, within five minutes, I do believe that when the children are outdoors, now we do do a little bit indoors too, but it's mostly outdoors. Um, but it's a natural flowing environment for children. They, they're not restricted. They can be noisy <laughs> without being given out to. Yeah. Um, so it's, a, it's very good for them, very grounding, very calming. It's a great place for them just to explore without worrying about it's not about the end product all the time which i think gardening like i know this harvest and that's fantastic but you know with gardening and growing your own what you end up with is never what you expect anyway so it's a really good learning curve for children to focus in more on the learning experience rather than just the end product and is it across all sorts like you know fruit veg trees shrubs <laughs> flowers everything herbs love herbs so we've started a little herb garden it was quite small last year but it's picked up massively this year now so the herb garden and we did a little um workshop one stage where they were able to gather up loads of herbs and make little herb bats 
uh, melts and stuff for their parents to bring home to help them relax because <laughs> parents need to relax. <laughs> so just to encourage them more to that there's so much in the garden we can use for so many areas of our life. It doesn't have to stop with just growing a vegetable. There's so many aspects to it. So there is biodiversity, everything, the creatures they find, you know, it's wonderful for them. Now, the 2020 Get Ireland Growing competition, yeah. how did you hear about that and how did you get involved? It was online. I saw it online on their page. Uh, I follow GIY and Energia anyway. Uh, so I saw the competition and I had a recent disaster within my own plot area where Storm Ellen had <laughs> destroyed, I suppose because we were running on very much the basics, the materials were just of average quality in a lot of ways, which was fine. You know, it was good fun for them, but this, it didn't withstand the storm. <laughs> and our harvest was destroyed, absolutely. And I was gutted because with coronavirus and everything, all the restrictions, we had to stop a lot of the classes. So I was taking care of everything for a while, and we started doing gardening care packs for the community to grow their own as well, instead of wasting all the work that the children had done. So we were distributing all of that out to the community uh, so that the elderly and anybody cocooning or vulnerable could get involved as well. So that worked out really well. Uh, but the storm came and ruined <laughs> a lot of our hard work. And I was very upset. I have to say I was a bit devastated because there's so much gone into it. And I nearly was thinking about not doing it anymore. I was so devastated. One of those learning curves. So literally, I think three or four days later, I came across the competition online, uh, advertising about the main prize for, you know, to to get the cash prize and the allotment to uh, up upskill and make anybody's allotment better. So I entered. <laughs> and lo and behold, you're after winning it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, literally, it's quite cliche, but it was literally the rainbow after the storm. Okay. I know it's a cliche, but it was one of them because um, it's really brought back something into it again. Actually, it's even better than it ever was, you know. And you've got a nice very... prize for it, Louise, which I think will um, go to uh, good use. Absolutely. I can't wait. Um very excited. The polytunnel is a great addition, especially for the more vulnerable crops that need to be inside. Uh, so at least I know they have a safe home. And it's also going to be wonderful because there'll be an outdoor space during the winter months where I can bring the children into. And they can still be getting outside a little bit, you know, on the wetter weather. So that it brings that. And we have great ideas. We're going to set up a little seed library for the children. We're going to build loads of new beds with good timber that we can now purchase. And we're going to get the kids involved in everything. Onwards and upwards, so for Patch Naboshti there in Cove and Louise O'Connor. Well done again. It's also that time of the year to celebrate our nation's love for potatoes. Bold Bia's National Potato Day 2020 will take place on Friday, October 2nd. The annual celebration honours one of Ireland's favourite foods, the versatile and delicious potato. As part of this year's National Potato Day campaign, Bia will share a series of engaging potato recipes and kitchen skills videos on social media channels, along with simple and easy to prepare potato recipes on boardbia.ie. You can join the conversation online at Bia and celebrate hashtag National Potato Day. Well, confirmation this week, 2021 National Ploughing Championships will be held in Rehaniska, County Leash, 
Organisers say it's an excellent location with great ploughing ground and an easy accessible road network. The event planned to go ahead from September 15th to 18th next year. The World Ploughing Contest will also take place along with international competition and visitors from over 20 countries expected to attend. The announcement coming at the end of a week of virtual activities in the absence of the national championships this year. IFA's new dairy executive, Anya O'Connell, has taken up her role this week. A native of Tipperary, Anya lives on a dairy farm with her husband Vincent in Clare Morris, County Mayo. In 2015, she was awarded a PhD for her research in milk quality undertaken at Chagask Moor Park in conjunction with the University of Wisconsin. Anya's worked at Arabon in Farm Advisory and with ICMSA. The following are some upcoming farm plastics recycling dates for Cork County. Location Bantry, Bantry Skip Hard on Bittern East, Saturday 19th of September. Dunmanway, Murray Brothers, Arcahan Quarry, Tuesday and Wednesday, 22nd and 23rd of September. Clodov GAA, Thursday, 24th of September. McCrew Mart, Monday and Tuesday, 28th and 29th of September. Timorig, Barry Row Co-op, Tuesday and Wednesday, 20th and 21st of October. Listeners are kindly advised to confirm that the relevant Bring Centre is open and to confirm opening hours, which may vary. Also confirm charges and whether your waste plastics is in an acceptable category for the Bring Centre. Further information from the following IWFPG Farm Plastics Recycling Bring Centres at phone number 1890-300-444. That's one eight nine zero. Three zero zero four double four, or the website www.farmplastics.ie. Farmers are kindly reminded they should continue to adhere strictly to social distancing requirements in operation at all bring centres. John O'Connor for Farm Talk. Now, finally, and literally as we came to air, confirmation the annual Church of Ireland Harvest Service takes place this Sunday. Due to COVID nineteen restrictions, many of the services were cancelled. But one farmer in Aherla has offered up a field for the weekend and there will be an outdoor service across from the church in the village at 11am on Sunday morning. The field belongs to local farmer Peter Hines who confirmed that a safety risk assessment inspection has been carried out. People will stay in their cars and will be able to listen to the sermon by the Reverend David Bowles. Harvest Sunday gives thanks for all the produce of the year and local crops and vegetables will form part of the service. Thanks to John O'Connor for co-producing and contributing to the Farm Talk programme again this week. I'm Barry O'Mahony. Thanks for listening. Farm Talk on C103. Farm Talk with John O'Connor with Dairy Gold Heifer Rearer Cube, a trusted partner to help your replacement heifers reach their target weights and meet their full potential. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.